Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary, scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LaBooth, and I got some skelly, skelly, skelly stuff for you today, boys and girls. <laughs> I've got some good old road stories. Some haunted stories from some of the most haunted roads in the U.S. That's what we're going to be talking about today, and probably for this summer. So get you prepared for some road trips. <laughs> Enjoy. All right, I'll be normal now. <clears throat> How the hell is everybody? This is your friend, your host, Stephen Booth, man, with Ghost Stories Told from the South. This is episode uh, 161. Yeah, 161. Yay! <clears throat> All right, man. Well, like I said, I've got vacation this week, so I'm trying to cram a lot of episodes. I'm trying to do three in one night tonight. I'm on my second one. And I've got the YouTube channel going, so guys, go check the uh, YouTube channel out. There are going to be uh, videos coming up there. And I'm going to try today recording in red. And the voice, guys, I'm using the old, um, uh, old. I guess it's called the old uh, radio sound or something like that. Gives me that old AJ feeling. Hopefully it makes me sound a little bit more creepier, a little more scarier. So I don't scare you too bad, I hope. <laughs> All right, I'll quit being a jackass and get on with the show zone. Just want to say first and foremost, everybody, thank you to everybody who listens to the YouTube channel and the audio part, who listens to it on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, uh, Google Play, um, Pandora, Stitcher, uh, Anchor, I mean, I'm pretty much on everything now, so reach us out there, tell your friends about us, and uh, we're growing overseas too, and I like that too, guys, so thank you guys from around the world so, so much, man. You are awesome to me, yeah. Mm, sorry about that. It's late at night, and people think it's uh, Fast and the Furious in the neighborhood. Anyways, yeah, we got a good show for you. Like I said, still want to say again, thank you so much, guys. Y'all don't know how much it makes me feel that people around the world listen to my show and like it. And I do this show outside. I, I, I do it in my house. You know, this is basically my son's room slash uh, the recording room. So, yeah, it makes me feel good that I'm really humble. Just want to say thank you, guys. You don't know how good it makes it feel, because I don't make any money off of this yet. Hopefully, one day I will. That's why I'm going to keep recording and posting, baby. But, uh, yeah, man. So, don't forget to check out the uh, Facebook uh, Facebook page, too, Ghost Stories Told from the South. So, all right, guys. I will quit boring you now. And I've got all my shouts out and my thanks out. And, uh, like I said, check me out on Facebook. Ghost Stories Told from the South. You can send me an email at ghoststoriestoldfromthesouth at gmail.com, all lowercase, please. And if you don't mind, 
like I said, our uh, podcast is on every uh, platform where you can get podcasts now. we got the YouTube channel going, so everything's looking great for us. The YouTube numbers are doing really good. Thank you, guys. So hit that subscribe button, guys, and give me a five-star review. Make some comments. Tell me what you think about the show. And the comments that I do have, thank you. Even if they're negative and y'all think it sucks, hey, guys, at least thank you for trying to listen to the show. And if you don't like it, hey, I'm sorry. So, anyways, let's get on with the show so you know what that means. It's time to sit back, relax, talk the fire a little bit, get it just a little bit more, get you a nice warm blanket, some hot coffee, maybe some hot cocoa. Hit play and relax and lay back and be prepared to be scared. And watch out about going down these roads late at night. I hope you don't break down. <laughs> oh, man. I'm such a dork. I don't care, but I like it. Anyways, guys, let's get on with the show. All right, guys. Our first story is the Jeremy Swamp Road in Connecticut. Every year around Halloween, this isn't me talking, this is another person. And the names of the story have been switched to save the innocent. Okay, every year around Halloween, I visit my brother, Hoss, in Southbury, Connecticut. Being from California, I love seeing the fall colors, not to mention... They're celebrations of the old ways, like bonfires, apple picking, and, of course, the area's many ghosts. Constantly, this year just before I left, I came across an article about the most haunted, the most haunted roads in the U.S. The first one on the list began, uh, being Jeremy Swamp Road. To my surprise, where am I at? To my, okay, to my surprise, this infamous highway was in Southbury, just a short drive from my brother's place. This road is famous because over the years, several people had disappeared there, never to be seen again, from people whose cars had broken down to those who had gone hiking. Even an entire scout troop has supposedly vanished without a trace. Ooh. This article went on to mention members or numerous sightings of strange, strange melon-headed people. You ought to look that up, the melon-head people. It's a real disease. It's like they were born with its deformity and their heads were like fucking watermelons. I'm not trying to be rude or be funny, but it's, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him. It's, yeah. Anyways, okay. So were these legends or were these some truth in what occurred in the, uh, occurred on this road? Needless to say, I told my brother that we had to pay Jeremy Swamp Road a little visit. If we were likely, if we were luckily, if we were, if we were luck, uh, lucky, maybe I'd be able to contact the con, 
connect with whatever was out there and we'd finally find out the truth about the about what really happened on this now infamous road. I wouldn't want to connect with anything out there. Hell no, you fucking crazy. I would go out there and maybe want to see something and then run when I seen something. <clears throat> okay, where am I at? Okay. If you hear any loud stereo... Uh, the kids, this is their first week off of school, and like I said, I took the week off. So, yeah, we're just kind of staying up late. So they're staying up late playing the PlayStation, listening to their uh, phones, their Spotify's, and jamming out. So if you hear any distant music in the distance, it's my kids. Sorry for that. All right. Let me first say that we all seen those shows where people go ghost hunting and see uh, flashes of lights and hear weird sounds in the so-called ha- in the so-called haunted house. That's fine. I'm definitely uh, I definitely believe them. But after my experience on Jeremy Swamp Road, I think it tops them all. Not only did I meet a spirit that I that told me that it was not the one okay take this back now met a spirit that told me that it was not the one responsible for the disappearance but it actually let me capture its image on my phone's camera over the years I've over the years I've channeled many things I've also reported orbs, which isn't usually since most of you reading reading this have done this yourself. For those that haven't, there are moving lights captured in film at night and said to be spirits. As you all see, there were also involving orbs for orbs there that night. At what the at what the uh, phantom said about why it, why it was there, everything seemed to make sense. It had to do with something I'd channeled before. And no, I did not doctor this photo. <laughs> In fact, my brother's uh, my brother's phone's camera was on live, which means that the picture being taken actually records a second or two of movement as it takes pictures. So I could actually see the entity appear. The sound it made added to the total effect. And and in case you're wondering, there are no there was no moon that night, so it was pitch black. Therefore, there was no light to interfere with the image. At this point, you're probably saying to yourself that she's nuts. That this could possibly be this could this cannot possibly be a real photo of the of a phantom or a spirit. Maybe you're telling yourself that there's nothing there and you don't really see a face. 
Well, sometimes I kind of discard shit when I hear it, and I know in my head that it's probably something because I'm going like, okay, all the dogs are in here, the kids are in here. I just chalk it up to something. Even though the ghost side of me is like, I think that might be something, but I never go check it out or act on it. (laughs) So it's not that I'm skeptical. I just tell myself that so I don't scare the shit out of myself because I scare pretty easy. I'm pretty jumpy. All right. But believe me that this being is there in, in his eyes or the ones I saw the saw in the darkness and talked with uh, before I took the photo. I really hope that this is safe. Oh, I really hope that this site allows you to see the uh, see the beginning appear like I did. I have included both the original and the lightened photo. You can see the face of the being in the in both of both it becomes clearer clearer when it is lightened up you can even make out its body and i guess i should have went to try to find this picture so you could find it and look at it i need to start doing that when we they they recommend because they recommend me stuff to look at when i'm researching it stuff but i never go check that far out i guess i better fucking start doing it huh what a good host i am okay since I've never told and shown you what I saw, I decided to try and reconnect with the entity, spirit, or phenomenon, or the phantom. Again, to see if it has anything else it might like to tell me. Wow. That's crazy. Why would you want to just volunteer to do that? All right. Here is a brief, and it's a little part of the, uh, this part of the story is called A Brief Conversation with the Spirit on Jeremy Swamp Road. It says, Cherry, when I met you and you looked into, when I met you and I looked into your eyes, I knew I had nothing to fear. I asked you then if you had anything to do with the disappearance that had taken place on this road over three years. You answered by saying no. They were taken. You you then told me that this was a crossroad. I guess this is her talking to that spirit the second time. I ask you then if you had anything to do with the disappearance the the disappearance that had taken place on this road over the years. You answered by saying no. They were taken. You then told me that this was a crossroad. Do Do these crossroads have anything to do with the road souls travels on travel on once they pass, does it per, uh, does it pertain to what I channeled before? This is a pretty in-depth conversation. Okay, the Phantom said, "You see me now as you 
You see me now as you see me then. I am merely a messenger, a sender of souls on their way, nothing more. Ooh, that's fucking creepy. Cherry. So Jeremy Swamp Road is a crossroad in the sense that it is a road of light on which souls travel from one place to another. The phantom replied, that's right, nothing more. A brief, a brief respite on a journey of light. All must travel this path, and some do so there in its time, in its place. I'm but a messenger, nothing more. I think this guy's fucking Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, I think this guy wrote The Raven. Nevermore. There are others that do more. I only give them what is needed to 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 move along. Do you wish to travel this road? Whoa, I'd be like, eh, pump the brakes. I'm going to quit talking to this son of a... <clears throat> All right, Cherry. Not at this time, thank you. I actually came that night lo uh, looking for answers about those that disappeared on this uh, road over the years. Did you have anything to do with that? They were taken, not by the spirits of light, but by those that live in a different world. That was, a, that was long ago, but still happens when the moon is full. Beware, my world, my time, my abilities are not relative to your world. My duty is to be of use to those. Sorry, I got an itch on my head. Okay, my duty is to my duty is to be of use to those that enter the realm, the realm, and passing along into. Excuse me. Into the next step. They must journey always ahead, and I send them where they go to act to active the that purpose. I do I do nothing to encourage those who seek the other entities, only to keep light shining so that there are there are no outward occurrences that may cause harm or do injustice to those that travel. Do you understand? Yes. Has anyone tried to interfere with its paths of light? They cannot. I hate it when they do this parentheses shit. Okay, they will never cease as long as there are souls that must travel. I'm here to bring the message to them. Why did you appear to me that night? Because you called. You called and we were not afraid. Because you understand the purpose of this place. You're not afraid. So, uh, so useful to our... To, so... Uh, Okay, 
you are so useful to our plot. Oh, well. Man, this is a long-ass conversation. Is there anything else you can tell me about what happened to those that disappeared on this road? That is not my guess nor my duty. And so we'll release you to that project with a word of advice. <coughs> Excuse me. Do not travel here unless you wish to become one of the taken. For all our sus susceptible to things that they can never see but are there. This road welcomes sanitary to those that travel the light. It does not, wait, that does not for others that do not. So beware. So basically he's going to, he's telling her to back off, quit coming here, you will join us. I thank you for the truce. I know you're, wait, I thank you for the truce. I honor you for the task you do and hope hope that when I do travel the road of light we meet again one day and then the phantom said so be it this is her and her in conclusion of the uh, of the uh, conversation she had <coughs> with its spirit there are many things out there that we do not understand. Some of them are some of them are scary, while some, as you just read, are not. The entity I encountered on Jeremy's Swamp Road has a very important purpose and isn't as must isn't as most would suspect to scare the uh, Bee Gees out of the ghost hunters. In all of my time connecting with different entities, I have never captured an image on camera like like I did that night. That's not to say that I have not seen some strange beings, just that they have presented themselves of clearly as the uh, phantom on Jeremy's Swamp Road. Excuse me. Although I never found out what really happened to those that went missing, I did learn that the same road everyone finds so scary is also also a welcoming path of light in the in the ghostly phantom that others may have seen is actually a guide a guide on his journey ahead. Of course, if you're not uh, quite ready to take this journey, or as our friend said, or taken, then I suggest staying off Jeremy's Swamp Road when when the moon is full. Luckily for uh, Bob and I, there there was no moon that night. Then again, was it luck? Well, yeah, because I was fixing to say, you ended up talking to that one guy, you weirdo. That's creepy. I mean, that's one thing that, you know, I guess will bother everybody about um, 
the afterlife. I mean, you don't really, no one really knows for sure if you go here, go there, do what, because nobody can be alive to tell it, you know, so it's kind of, you never know. But I got one little bit of, little one little bit st- other stuff to talk about on the road. There is an entire, there are an there are eerie stories about the roads across Connecticut, including Jeremy Swamp Road in Southbury. According to an urban legend, drivers in stalled vehicles on this road have vanished before their trucks, before their tow trucks arrive. So what happens is these people break down on the road. They call the wrecker and say, hey, I'm broke down on this road. Can you come get me? Yeah, I'll be there in five minutes or two hours, whatever. Driver gets there, and there's no trace of this person whatsoever. And then uh, they've been uh, attacked by melon heads. Per the New uh, England Historical Society, the creatures look like small humanoids with oversized heads and survive by eating small... Stop! Oh, my God, can you wait? I'm almost... Okay. Jesus, I'm right in the middle of recording. I'm sorry about that. Okay, creatures, they stay alive by eating small animals, stray cats, and human flesh, usually the flesh of teenagers. These humanoid, uh, humanoid creatures and also the folk are also the focus of folklore in Ohio and Michigan. Yeah, that's another side story I need to look up and talk about. Maybe I'll do that next week or next couple of weeks. Look up the melon heads. That's a real thing, guys. That is a real thing. All right. Our next story is the Bloody Bridge in Wisconsin. The story goes a young bride was killed on her wedding night in an auto accident on Bloody Bridge Road. The investigation of Bloody Bridge Road is actually Highway 66. Nobody at the Stevens Point Police Department has any recollection of a bride ever having been killed on this road. Here's some of the reported sight, the reported ghost sightings. While driving down this road, a police officer witnessed an apparition of a young bride standing in the middle of the road. Unable to stop in time, his vehicle struck the figure. He stopped his car and looked back to see if her to see if her body was still laying on the road, and was startled to find the bloody bridge bride sitting in the back seat of his car. Ooh, here's the first dare. If you drive down Highway 66, you will see the blood bridge standing on the side of the ro- the blood of the bloody bride, standing on the side of the road, still wearing her wedding dress or her wedding gown. Here's dare number two: If you park your car on the bloody bridge on the bloody bride bridge after midnight and look in your rearview mirror. You will see both the uh, groom and the bloody bride sitting in the back seat of your vehicle. Uh, that's 
want that little bit. Let me see what this little bit is I've got on it. Highway 66 in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, is better known for is better known for its folklore and its authentic authenticities, authentic 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 in uh, authentic as the uh, bloody bride bridge according to legend a bride to be was killed in a car accident on her wedding night and continues haunting that street that stretch of road so it's not just the bridge she haunts she haunts the uh, roads too she along with her ghostly groom are said to appear in the back seat of any car parked any car parked on the bridge at midnight visitors to the bridge have reported not only apparition apparitions but also strange fogs and rock formations there are even stories of police officers who hit the uh, who hit the phantom bride with his car only to have her appear in his back seat with the groom. The rock formations are perhaps easily explained as the work of board college students from the nearby university. Any apart case of the apparitions and fogs remains more difficult to to discard. (coughs) Excuse me. Despite reports of... That's how I sound sometimes when I read. I'm sorry. Despite reports of a bloody woman in the in a white, a, a white appearing in the middle of the road, uh, leading to the uh, blood, the bloody bride bridge. No record has ever uh, has ever been found that shows a woman died there. Not uh, not is not is there any evidence that a police officer encountered this spirit? That does not stop the locals from passing the legend around. Of course, it remains popular spot to visit around Halloween. So if you're not busy around Halloweeny, go check that place out. Tell me what you think, guys. <laughs> What was that? I wish they'd stop. All right, we still got them some more. I told you these episodes would be a little longer. All right, our next story is Boy Scout Lane in Wisconsin. The location is Stevens Point Prodigy County, Wisconsin. The reported story is the road got its name because of a traffic event that occurred here. One version is that a troop of Boy Scouts on a camping trip were murdered by their bus driver on its isolated road. Another version of the story is that 
a Boy Scout troop mysteriously disappeared on its road and was never seen again. A third, a third story is that a troop of Boy Scouts were camping here and some of them were wandering around at night and accidentally dropped a lantern resulting in a fire that killed the rest of the troop. There is no evidence of missing uh, persons or a mass murder or a tragic fire. The road got its name because it at the road got its name because at one time the Boy Scouts owned the land there and had uh, campgrounds there and buildings of the Boy Scout camp. Excuse me. The reported ghost stuff there is the road is rumored to be haunted. After dark, a swinging light that appears to be a lantern carried by somebody has been seen on the road. Supposedly, the light is carried by the ghost of a Boy Scout who was searching for the troop that they accidentally killed in the fire. Here's another little story I got. The Boy Scout Lane, sometimes written Boy Scout Lane, is an isolated road located in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. A number of ghost stories and urban legends have become associated with its road, including the fictional deaths of a troop of Boy Scouts. There has been some subject of several paranormal investigations, and has been a hunt for use hoping to experience the paranormal event. The land surrounding Boy Scout Lane is now privately owned and is off-limits to the general public. According to a local urban legend, the road is named for a troop of Boy Scouts who were killed while on a camping trip in the 1950s or 60s. In some versions, the murderers is the troop's uh, scoutmaster, in others it is the bus driver. In other versions of the legend, a small group of Boy Scouts leave their camp during the night and accidentally drop their lantern, resulting in the forest fire that kills the entire troop. Stories circulating in the haunted travel guides include visitors reporting a strange sense of uh, foreboding or being watched, the sound of footsteps, and breaking branches coming from multiple directions. Red or white lights, sometimes described as resembling swinging lanterns or flashlight beams, ghostly uh, bustles or figures, and childlike handprints on cars stopped stopped in or driven through the area. So... If you're ever around Boy Scout Lane, go check that place out for me. See what you got there, man. All right, let's see what our next one is about. All right, this one's going to be a little long. Not too long, though. (coughs) All right, the next story I'm going to talk about is Stevens Point. Now... This place is in Wisconsin, and the only reason I did this is because there's a road that went through there, but there's all these other places in this 
area that's haunted. So I'm going to tell you about them. There's one, two, looks like three places to talk about here at Stevens Point. Okay, first thing, first we're going to talk about is the Club Forest Bar in Plavora. Okay, the Club Forest Bar in Plavora has long has a long and strange history. According to previous owners, the bar has a colorful past. Rumored to have been a brothel and to be visited by the likes of Al Capone and John Dillinger. Although the bar's brothel and gangster days are long gone over, they believe the building is haunted by by a spirit from its era. They claim the bar is visited by a former caretaker named Melvin. Sadly, Melvin was shot defending a woman from the from an unruly customer, or that he may still be looking for the woman. Incidents like jukeboxes, jukebox, jukeboxes turning off and on television volumes being turned all the way up, and stools flying across the room. And most common, when there is a man with a loud or or forceful voice on the uh, premise, despite these spooky uh, experiences, they say Melvin is welcomed at any time. So apparently he ain't too bad, and he don't like loudmouth guys. Apparently, <clears throat> so don't get there if you're loud and busterous. Here's the haunted bridge, perhaps the most haunted place in Stevens Point's uh, Point area. Are the uh, haunted bridges, Red Bridge on the Kosamar uh, Road, the Black Bridge. In the uh, block, oh, in the uh, bloody bro- bloody blah, 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 bloody b- bloody bride <laughs> bloody bride bridge. I almost let, said bloody bride bitch, but anyways, <coughs> and of course we know it's on Highway 66 near Jordan Park. According to local legend, a bride was killed in the on her wedding night. On its location, thus giving it the name. The first encounter of the ghostly woman was by a police officer that, you know, of course, we've heard that it's hit her, and then she was in the back seat of his car. We heard that story. Um, okay, he looked in the. Okay, hey, the bride was said to be haunted. Okay, especially. Okay, the months. Okay. Okay, here we go. Since all three brides are uh, popular for fishing. Oh, wait. Since all three bridges are popular for fishing, fishermen on the waters late at night often have experienced with the bride and the uh, many local residents have heard their own story about the location. Passing this location during the day will be the encounter free. But beware of visiting it at night time. You just might see something scary. Okay, and this is the Cottage Cafe. 
the Cottage Cafe in Provler is well known is a well known haunted location. Is a well known haunted location in the area and has strange and has a strange history to match. The building was built in the eighteen fifties and twelve previous owners has been everything from private residence to a hotel to re- restaurant. Long ago, the uh, Sowake family resided in the uh, building, although they never publicly talked about the house being haunted. One of their children of the family remembers being scared scared of one of the upstairs bedrooms. Before the Sawaki family, the Paris family lived in the building. James Paris, the father, was a deacon of the local church and outwardly talked about the uh, evils of alcohol. This began ap- uh, apparent when the building was home to the Sherman restaurant where glasses would fly off the bar. Renovations to the building allowed for the ghost residents to stir up trouble, including including slamming doors, shattering windows, flying plates, and more happenings on a daily basis in the restaurant. That is crazy, though, and I've heard that so many times that Every time these uh, people go to, uh, you know, renovate their house or restaurant or something, what happens? They start being haunted. So, yeah, it's weird. Today, the owners of the building now of the Cottage Cafe are sisters who are paranormal investigators and say that the ghosts are friendly and always welcome to the building. Although... Although the cafe is no longer in use for daily dining, spooky events are held there often, especially near Halloween. Well, well, that's the one. Well, it looks like we got one more story after this. And I still got one more podcast to record, but I'll be caught up with three of them, baby. Okay. Okay, our next story is the Owasa Street in Wisconsin. I hope I'm saying that name right and not butchering the shit out of it. The Riverside... Oh, and this is going to be talking about some of the places on this uh, street, too. The Riverside Cemetery is located on North Owasa Street in Appleton, in Appleton, Wisconsin. It's known for the paranormal experiences. Some claim to have seen ghosts of past, oh God, of past mariners, or of past mariners, dressed in old-fashioned uh, clothing here. In the cemetery, visitors will find the tombstone of Kate Blood, another supposedly haunted spot. Although many of the stories about her life and death was uh, or, or death are unfounded. Some say she was a witch who killed her husband and children with an axe 
or maybe it was Kate who was murdered by her husband. Historians, however, have completely different explanation altogether. She probably died of a of tuberculosis. All right now, here's another story about the cemetery. See what they say. See how some people write on it and just say this, and some say more. You know, that's I know why sometimes it sits still kind of say the same thing, but sometimes they give us more information. Okay, the Riverside uh, Cemetery in Appleton, Wisconsin, is home to one of the Wisconsin's most notorious legends, the grave of Kate Blood. Visitors have reported seeing blood dripping from the uh, gravestone on a full moon night. Some have touched the stone and felt it to be warmer than any other uh, nearby markers. All are drawn to the graves by the story that Kate Blood was a witch who murdered her husband and children with an axe. While most legends have some basic, uh, fa- basic in fact, however, the stigma surrounding Kate Blood seems to be internally unwarranted. And some Appleton residents have made it their mission to clear her name. In reality, Kate Marcia, Kate Marcy, Kate Marcy, aka Katie Blood Miller, was a beloved member of the community with a tragic story of her own. She was 23 with a she was 23 when stricken with tuberculosis, and had traveled south to stay with her family in warmer climates. The uh, Appleton Post. Uh, writers said she soon died in Lawrence, Kansas, and her body was brought back to a grieving community by train. Worse yet, then Katie's scummed to the uh, di- oh, then Katie died to the disease in 1874. She left behind two a two-year-old daughter. Kate's husband, George Miller, remarried and lived 42 years after Kate's death. His second wife is buried in the same plot. The fact that the grave is a bit off the beaten path, you probably wouldn't find it unless you know where to look. Has no doubled help uh, promoting the myth. But just like Katie Blood, it wasn't really an axe murderer witch. Doesn't mean there haven't been strange things that have happened at her grave. Well, if y'all are from that area, let me know about this old, uh, old gal in that cemetery and about that street in Wisconsin. Why is it so creepy and scary? All right, guys, I'm glad y'all joined me for this episode again. And thank you so much. It was awesome. I got one more to try to crack tonight. It's 1030. I think I'm going to do one more. And then I'll be caught up for a couple weeks, at least three. But remember now, guys, go check out my Facebook, Ghost Stories Told from the South. Send me a friend request. I'll accept it. Uh, Look me up on, you know, any platform to look up for the uh, podcast. Go check out our YouTube channel. It's all caught up. I want to say thank you to everybody. The numbers are looking good on the YouTube channel. 
and my uh, podcast numbers. So keep it up, guys. Thank you so much. Excuse me. Um, just want to say thanks, man. Thank you so much. And uh, you guys continue to be scary, and uh, we will see you later, man. Uh, okay. Bye.